Hey guys, welcome to Fuck Small Talk. I'm your host, Mariah Joe, life and recovery coach. I have my master's in sociology and a few certifications in nutrition and behavioral health. I'm also a certified peer recovery specialist, which is a fancy way of saying I use my own experience with addiction and mental health to help others heal too. And I'm here to say fuck that, to fake fluffy talk for the sake of fitting in. You don't need to fit in, you belong. Let's dive into this week's big talk topic. I am jumping right into this first episode of many because I have put off this episode for years and I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) I had an idea for Fuck Small Talk, the podcast, about two years ago, a little bit more than that. And it was in December and I was ready to launch, I thought. And then so many things happened in my life and I, for many, many reasons, talked myself in circles and decided to not launch until just really recently when I decided to hire a podcast editor and get me to get that fire lit under my ass to get this thing going. So I'm jumping right in and just I want to be real and raw and transparent and human and who I am to my core. This is what I want this podcast to be is a safe space for me to talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about and a safe space for you to listen and to feel heard and to feel like you resonate with any of this. So when I was trying to come up with the name for my podcast, mind you, I came up with the name over two years ago and I was sold 100% ready to go. It was called Fuck Small Talk. Moving forward, um, I had time, obviously, to procrastinate and delay the making of this podcast. And so I had time to ask all of the outside people their opinions on this project, on the podcast, on the topics, on all the things. And so I've gotten some feedback naturally. And some of that feedback is to not call it fuck small talk because of the obvious swearing in the title. And some people have said, you know, that might limit you in getting sponsors. It might limit you in your growth and the audience that you're going for. Like it might limit you on how far you can reach and stuff like that. And I understand their concern. And I know that it's just coming out of a place of love and care and them wanting to see me do well. So I appreciate that feedback. The other feedback that I received is from my podcast editor herself saying, you know, who is your audience? Who is Fuck Small Talk for? And she asked me that the first time that we met, you know, I got her coffee and I was just anxious, you know, and I was like, you know, I don't even know what to call it. And she said, well, I thought that you were calling it Fuck Small Talk. And I said, yeah, but what if it um, lands on ears that are rejecting of the swearing and the brash, you know, like the it's kind of it's kind of invasive. It's kind of in your face with that kind of language. And she said, okay, well, who's your audience? Like, who is this for? Is it for um, the people that would find offense in the word fuck? You know, is it people that would find offense in the subjects that you're going to be speaking on? And very quickly, I was like, no, this is for people that are just like me in, you know, wanting to talk about big talk topics, things that are deemed inappropriate or taboo or Um, you know, like that walking on eggshells, hush, hush topics, like, we don't talk about that. Like, literally, I'm here to say fuck that. That's what this episode is for is to explain 
the meaning of fuck small talk and what we're about to do here. This podcast is for any person that ever felt like you had to be silenced or less than or you had to wear this mask in order to be appropriate or to cater to those around you to make sure that you live in this world that's acceptable, you know, like that you're accepted in the world because Lord knows if you just showed up into the world exactly how you are meant to be, exactly how you are, that the world would reject you, right? I've dealt with this my entire life. Part of my story is um, the fact that I am a child of abuse. I call myself an adult child now. I am unlearning so many different coping strategies and different, I guess, yeah, they're, they're literally, it's strategies on how to live life and make sure that I'm safe in my life. And so I'm unlearning all different ways um, that I that I learned to cope with the world around me and the people in it and all of the feelings that were stirred up in me as a little kid, as a teenager, as a young adult, now as a 30-year-old woman, I definitely am still unlearning so many things. And oftentimes when I'm introducing myself, I introduce myself as a woman in recovery. And what that means to me is that I have been on a healing journey over the last four years of my life when um, four years ago, I stepped foot into my first and only ever mental health and addiction recovery treatment center. And I desperately asked professionals to please help me in my mental state of mind. I was struggling with and living with processing through suicidal ideation. I had been doing that for the majority of my life. And I had gotten to this point where it was damn near unbearable because I had paired my low mental health and my trauma, this victim mentality. I had so many things that I was trying to cope with in life. And I had paired it with alcohol, copious amounts of alcohol for years. And then um, about two years before I found recovery, I dove headfirst into drugs and paired that with my drinking and paired that with many other coping mechanisms that really made my life unmanageable, unbearable, really painful, frustrating, and just not a life that I wanted to live. So I got to this point in my life where I had to choose if I was going to be honest about the position that I'd gotten myself in in my life. The hole that I had dug myself was so deep. I did not know. I, I truly didn't believe that there was a way out. And so for me, my recovery story starts with me really toying with one or one of two options. You know, I had the option to end my life or I had the option to be brave, even though that risked repercussions and more shame and scolding and judgment from others. And I was so worried to be honest with the people that cared about me because I was just I just thought that no one would understand and it could only get worse. Um, I was just so used to being in my own head and dealing with life on life's terms on my own. And when I dealt with those feelings and emotions and thoughts, all of these traumas from my past, when I dealt with them on my own, what I was really doing is not dealing with them at all. Because me dealing with them on my own in my own secretive headspace meant drinking alcohol to escape those feelings because I was in so much emotional pain, mental pain. I didn't know how to process them and I wasn't about to do that on my own. So I didn't for years. I numbed. Back in 2019, I went to a mental health and 
chemical or substance use addiction recovery center. And I found an avenue that I was able to decide, you know, do I want to take a step down this avenue and see what the hell's down this road? Because I've never gone down this road before. Lord knows um, the road that I chose beforehand wasn't exactly working in my favor. And so I decided to take a chance on myself and on my life because uh, at that point I didn't feel like I had anything left to lose in um, just choosing to open up my ears, get honest with myself and be willing to at least listen to what other people had to say about addiction recovery, about alcoholism, generational alcoholism, generational abuse. I just knew that I had to get out of my own head and I had to start to ask other people for guidance instead of just taking my own or sticking my head in the sand. Like, you know, I I say my drinking was often like that, where I was just sticking my head in the sand and then um, coming up for air every few days uh, off of my benders and complaining and crying and just so confused and astounded and frustrated that somehow while my head was in the sand, the world around me didn't change. And I, I couldn't handle that. I didn't understand how to start changing my world on my own. So I'm, I'm grateful for professional help when I needed it. But that in and of itself, I know, is something that, you know, for me, at least I've witnessed here in Fargo, North Dakota, where I grew up, you know, it is very much not talked about. There's such a stigma around addiction and what that means to put down alcohol. What is what is sobriety? You know, it's almost more more shameful to talk about sobriety here in Fargo than it is to talk about being a drunk. It's it's insane, really, what the alcohol industry has done to the Midwest and to this this part of the world. And so I know it's not just in the Midwest. I know it's not just in the U.S. But again, this is my podcast and I'm the host. And here I am talking about my perspective. It's it's how I teach. It's how I find um, that I can interject my own metaphors and my own examples into lessons and I guess just different different ways to teach. I will just start from telling a little bit of my story and I want to just give a disclaimer. You might guess from the title, Fuck Small Talk, this might be a colorful language podcast where we are talking about not just scary words like fuck, but we might actually talk about some topics that we feel uncomfortable about or feel some type of way one way or another, right? Some of us might be excited that we're actually starting to talk about these topics. I know I am. And some of us might be really uncomfortable, maybe embarrassed even, or carry around some type of judgment around some of the things that I will be talking about on this podcast. I'm going to be bringing on incredible guests. I'm so excited to talk about and talk to, to interview authors and speakers and coaches of all different backgrounds and start to get their take on this, like these topics, these life-changing topics that we need to talk about. Things like addiction, things like healing through the trauma, things like generational abuse, things like what is an adult child? What does that mean? Recovery from what? What is mental health? You know, like, really, it's just like this umbrella term. Fuck small talk is this umbrella term for everything that you feel is a taboo topic or an inappropriate topic or the, we don't talk about that. That's so controversial. Like, 
actually, fuck that. We're human beings. What's controversial about being a human being and having an experience that's valid in your reality? Who says that we can't talk about the reality or about the things that you've experienced? We need to talk about them. We need to heal through them. The only way out is through. And I know for me, like even um, even pressing play on this podcast has me freaking out because I have been putting this on hold for, like I mentioned, years. It's been over two years since I have come up with the podcast name, with the concept of this podcast, and I have been sleeping on it, you guys. I've been sleeping on this podcast because I'm afraid. I'm afraid of pressing play and just doing the goddamn thing, but I need to. It's necessary, and I'm excited. So I am a both and kind of human, not an either or kind of person to the best of my ability. It's again, it's a practice, but I'm really trying to, like I said, practice saying and and that I'm both of these things. Like I am an anxious human being to my core (laughs) and I have a lot of confidence in what I want to say and how I want to say it and in the topics that I want to be having with you. I am very nervous and I'm a human so I'm afraid of um, judgment and of my feelings getting hurt and I recognize that that will happen and I'm going to be standing up and doing the brave thing anyway and having these tough conversations because I trust that my mission behind all of this and the reason for doing this is my life purpose like it's it's why I'm here is to put a kibosh to anybody saying, no, hush, hush, we don't talk about that. And just um, those those people that police each other, right? Those people that tell us to keep our masks on and to walk on the eggshells because that is so much better to just not disrupt the peace than to be our true, authentic, real selves. The reality is not talking about the really hard, really painful feelings and events that happened in my life almost ended my life and I refuse to sit there any longer because I recognize that me sitting in those feelings and sticking my head in the sand drinking all of the alcohol to cover up my feelings me um not addressing or speaking my mind to even my therapist like I would be alone in a room with a therapist and I would not be telling her the truth about how I was really feeling because I was afraid of repercussions or judgment or what have you. And it almost ended my life. I truly believe if we were to have these hard, difficult, big talk topics, if we have these conversations, the world just starts to be a little bit better of a place. I know this because I I study this with my clients and anybody that I've ever coached or have ever had the privilege of teaching has taught me that in being vulnerable and sharing with me what it is that you're having to go through or that you're processing or that you're feeling or thinking, if you tell me the way that you're feeling, if you tell me these things, that is the only way that I could help you resolve it. That's the only way that I could hold space for you and see your humanity in that and just say, you know, that sucks. This hurts. Maybe I don't have a solution for you. However, I can sit with you. I can sit with you in that pain and I can make sure that you are not alone when you're processing through 
some of the hardest things we've ever had to feel. I know that by asking for professional help, by um, this is like a whole, I'll get into it as the episodes go on, but saying yes to my big sister, Kayla, and allowing her to drive me to a chemical dependency evaluation and a mental health evaluation four years ago, being willing to say yes to that, being willing to accept help was the catalyst for change. It saved my life. And I don't know where I'd be without that moment in time. And so that is what fuck small talk is about. Fuck small talk is about saying fuck that to fake fluffy talk. Like I say in my intro, like we are not about fitting in. Who gives a fuck about fitting in? Fitting in means that we are all conforming and we're all making sure that like we are the same shade, the same color throughout the rest of our life. Like um, that is not how rainbows work. That's not how human beings work. That's not how the universe works. We're supposed to be all different shades, all different colors, all different energies and vibes. We all have different interests. We're all creative in our own ways. Like we all have our own passions we all have our own wants and we all have our own pasts. We all have our own goals for the future. Without having a safe place to confide in each other and hear somebody validate some of the thoughts that you may have had in the past or that you're having right now, where do we go from here? How do we move forward? I grew up in an abusive alcoholic home. That is usually how I preface it is that it was a normal dysfunctional family although um you know the alcoholism and abuse was a little extreme coming from my father growing up and what I learned really early on is that I was supposed to keep the peace in order to keep myself safe and so I wasn't supposed to speak my mind I wasn't supposed to fight back or argue or even ask the question why I remember so many times when I was a little kid asking why why? Why? Because I'm curious by nature. And I still do that to this day, asking why? Why? When I asked why as a young kid, it would have physical repercussions because I would be annoying or nosy or um, that was kind of my dad's way of handling things. You know, if he didn't understand how to answer my questions as a kid, he would just end the discussion, sometimes physically end it. And I learned really quickly that having questions and asking for more detail, especially asking someone to explain themselves further, was dangerous. It was not meant for a child to ask an adult for clarification or to question the way that they parented or the way that they handled a situation or whatever it was. And it really, it really sat with me. It still is sitting with me to this day. I'm still apprehensive. I still am hypervigilant. I still read the room and I call myself an empath, which those of us that ever, you know, raise your hand, if you call yourself an empath, I have put that label on myself for years. And I have learned over the years of me being in recovery, what that really means is that I have codependency behaviors. Again, this is me personally. Um, but I'm learning that my codependent behaviors means that I am hypervigilant on other people's emotions and feelings and thoughts and needs and making sure that they come first before I ask myself how I'm feeling and what I need just to make sure that they're comfortable, even if it's at the expense of my comfortability. I don't know if that makes any sense, but if that hits home, you might be in the right place. So 
without further ado, I mean, this is this is Fuck Small Talk. I am Mariah Joe. We are going to lean into all of these big talk topics. If you want to hear about a specific topic, please let me know. Shoot me an email. Shoot me a DM. My Instagram is at Mariah Joe. That's M-A-R-I-A-H-J-E-A-U. I know it's spelled funny. At Mariah Joe. That's my Instagram or my Facebook. Go ahead and find me and DM me if you want to have some conversation on the side. I might be able to bring that topic into the podcast. So let me know what you're interested in, what you feel like is like a burning desire for you to hear and have discussion on, and we'll move forward. This podcast is meant to be real, meant to be raw, funny, hopefully at times. I'm a nerd by nature, and it is also meant to be a place where we speak about the extremely difficult and diverse realities that I mean, they that are addiction, harm reduction tied into addiction, mental health or mental illness, abuse, trauma, self-destruction, self-doubt, the ups and downs of the often toxic fitness and nutrition industry. There's so much more. I mean, I want to talk about everything. I have so many different avenues where I'm going to take this, but you will hear as the interviews come along and as I connect with so many different professionals in their field so many different people that are in recovery from whatever it is, just stay tuned. Go ahead and tap in and see if you are hearing exactly what you need to hear to heal. If you don't already know this about me, if you don't already know who I am, if we've never met in person, in short, I would just describe myself as a messy, afraid, confused, and still showing up and working hard to share honestly kind of person. So, I mean, maybe I can impact other people to recover in their own way too. And when I say recover, a lot of people confuse recover with sobriety. I don't want that confusion to be made. Recovery can be from anything. We can be recovering people pleasers. We can be recovering from narcissistic abuse. We can be recovering from being the abuser. We can be recovering from a victim mentality. We can be recovering from um, an eating disorder. You know, we can recover from virtually anything. It's not just alcohol and drugs. That's why when I teach or when I'm coaching, I don't just bring in alcohol and drugs. Yes, I'm a life and recovery coach. That life piece before recovery is super important as well. Are we recovering from poor financial spending, overspending in all the ways, like buying shit that we don't need with money we don't have? You know, like there are so many different ways that this word addiction has such a stigma to it, but that's the reality of what it is, is addiction manifests in so many different ways, in so many different types of trauma and types of people. And so that's the whole point about talking about recovery is it's not just sobriety. They are not synonymous. Someone can be sober from alcohol and be a total fucking dick to everybody around them and engage in self-sabotaging behaviors besides drinking alcohol if that makes sense. And so I wouldn't say that that person is living an active recovery program. Do you know what I mean? That person is not in recovery because they're not taking accountability and working to heal through some of the shit that makes them act out in those really destructive ways, whether it's towards themselves or the people in their life or whatever. So that is my spiel on sobriety being different than recovery. And why that's important to kind of make a distinction on that before we move forward. I'm going to be using the word recovery a lot 
in this podcast. And what that means is just simply healing, actively working on healing through some type of behavior or feeling or thought from a person, place or thing, whatever it, whatever it is for you. And so I just want you to kind of ask yourself maybe what it is that you're healing from. A lot of you probably know, you know, your part of the story and what you're healing from, what you still need to heal from, what you need to practice a little bit more of and how you need to be a little bit more consistent for it to feel more peaceful in your day-to-day life. And that's okay. You know, the, I, I also just want to reiterate, yes, I've been in recovery for four years. It is not linear. <laughs> healing isn't linear at all. There are high, high peaks, and they are low, low valleys in my story. And I know that as my life continues to move forward, it will just continue to go at that rate. And so the goal is to have um, a little bit more balance between the high peaks and the low valleys and to have more of a consistency across my life. I think that that is how I would like my life to look. Meaning that, you know, when I get the phone call and with terrible news and it shatters my reality and breaks my heart, that yes, of course, I feel instant grief or, or maybe even panic or whatever it is that is a normal human emotion with that type of phone call. But the practices and the support system and everything that I have in place in my recovery today will not allow me to go and use drugs or self-destruct in some other way because I'm feeling sad or angry. That's the whole point of recovering for me is to find some type of balance and some some type of consistency for me to show up and be a supportive, healing, consistent force, a trusting force for myself. You know, be who I needed when I was younger. Show up as the woman who I know would have benefited me as a child if she would have been providing any form of stability for me. Um, Because I just, I lacked that as a kid. Stability was something that was just kind of a word to me and I didn't know what that meant. So showing up, being my own advocate when I feel like I am going to kick my own ass into the choices, right? The the eating my weight in ice cream into um, smoking weed or drinking alcohol or uh, hitting up my dealer from the past and asking for hard drugs, you know, like those are all things that definitely flare up in my mind where they're like, hey, this is an idea. And then my recovery goes, mm-hmm, maybe that isn't the first thing that we want to do, right? So we're never our first thought. We're always our second thought or our third thought. But sometimes that first thought is really impulsive and really destructive and just really rooted in past behavior and past trauma because that impulsive behavior is a coping mechanism. And it's what kept us feeling safe in the past, even if it was in really detrimental circumstances like racking up a bar tab full of rumplement shots because they are the strongest shot behind the bar and I will take 10, please. <laughs> that that was um, maybe a little bit too specific. <laughs> um, but I have, I have a past. You know, I have ways of dealing with and avoiding my feelings. And so this podcast, the whole point of everything that I'm moving forward with, with this podcast, with the meaning of fuck small talk, the whole point here is to have these raw, real, true sometimes ridiculous conversations and to provide a safe space for anything that I feel like needs to be addressed 
or spoken up about because there have been several instances in my life where I have been told to sit down and shut up and be pretty and um, don't rock the boat and, uh, you know, fill in any cliche saying here, but I refuse to be silenced anymore. It's what keeps us really sick and secrets die in the light and so does shame. Shame um, is going to be a topic that I'll be speaking on here in the next episode. So if you are interested in these big talk topics, if you're interested in, or just starting a healing journey, or if you've been on one for a while, both cases, you are welcome. You will feel heard, I hope. And I'm just really, really grateful that you're here to listen to any of these big talk topics. My goal is to have as many people listen to this podcast as possible because what we can do after this podcast is aired and listened to is that we can move forward and teach others. We can show up in the world in a kinder, healthier way, and we can reach other people that might need this message as well. So thank you for being here and I will see you on the next episode. Small Talk is produced in partnership with Be Easy Marketing. It would mean so much if you took the time right now to follow the pod and give a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'll see you guys here next week for another Big Talk topic. Until then, let's keep moving forward.